Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for the 9th of April as the Flyers wrap up a four-game road trip that was not kind. Losing all four games. Started in Pittsburgh last Sunday. That was a 4-2 loss. Tuesday in St. Louis, 4-2 loss. Thursday in Dallas, 4-1 loss. And then a 4-0 loss last night against the New York Islanders. Ilya Sorokin gets his sixth shutout of the season. And the Flyers get shut out for the sixth time this season. And they go down 4-0 against the Isles. Isles score in the first period. Flyers fail to exit the zone, get a puck out. A puck that they could have gotten out. That's the frustration. And then eventually a seeing-eye puck makes its way through a lot of bodies and a double-deflected pass Carter Hart. Scott Mayfield ends up with the goal. We'd go th- through the first period, final of one nothing. pick it up in the second, 7.50 in. Brock Nelson, after a great stretch pass from Noah Dobson, is able to beat Carter Hart off the rush. And then Sam Bolduc uh, off the rush as well, this time down the left side for the New York Islanders, is able to put one through Carter Hart. And that put the Islanders up 3 to nothing. And John Tortorella at that time opted to pull Carter Hart from the game. More on that in a moment. At 18-21 of the third period, J.G. Pajot set up Hudson Fashing for the fourth goal of the game, and that's the final 4 nothing. Flyers do outshoot the New York Islanders by a final of 27-21. But the details in their game were not there, getting pucks out and giving the Islanders extra chances to maintain pressure and try and get good scoring opportunities. They didn't get a ton of great scoring opportunities. Two goals off the rush, both clear-sighted. And then the first one, that's one that Hart's not going to save. It's got to hit him. But the two shots clear-sighted off the rush are probably a big part as to why John Tortorella decided to make the goaltender change and go to Felix Sandstrom. Now, you're going to hear from Torts in this episode. He was asked about it, obviously. Didn't elaborate, just said he wanted to make a change. The game this afternoon or this evening against the Boston Bruins at 6 o'clock, part of the thinking. Now, through two periods of play, Carter did not have, you know, a very heavy workload. It wasn't one of those games where the Islanders had a ton of zone time, ton of shots, power play opportunities. It wasn't like that. So is this where you go, okay, let's get him out. Let's rest him up a little bit. Let's get him right back on the beam coming up tomorrow against the best team in the NHL. We'll find that out today. We'll see if Carter goes against the Boston Bruins. He was asked after the game, um, on why he was pulled after two periods of play. He said he didn't think he deserved to be pulled. Um, he didn't have a reasoning behind it at that point of yet. But I know the one goal he mentioned in his availability after the game that he should have had was the one that went through him. The other one, Anders Lee, the clear-sighted shot is one, you know, as a coach, you'd like for your goaltender to give you a save in that spot. Looked like he was a little off his angle on that one. But we'll see what this means coming up for the game today when they take on a team that just comes at you in waves in the Boston Bruins. Look, we've seen the Bruins a couple of occasions this season. We know what they they can do against you. They can just really pile it on you quickly. Remember, going back a little while, they beat the Flyers on that Monday afternoon game back on January 16th, 6 to nothing. And they're a team that just has not slowed down this entire season. And I think part of what you're seeing here right now, too, another thing Torts mentioned is, We can only play in spurts. Against these teams like the Islanders, like the Penguins, like the Bruins tomorrow, who are obviously a very good team, and the teams that are fighting for playoff spots as well, they're playing at a very high level of intensity that brings the detail of their game into it. Flyers are out of it. They know they're out of it. And you can see those lapses 
in detailed play. And when you're playing against another team that is playing with that detail and has got some desperation with them too, when you look at the Islanders and the Penguins who are fighting for this these final wild card spots, that's gonna be that's gonna be the difference. You lose four two to the Pens, that was the difference. Plus they got great goaltending from Casey DeSmith. Like last night against the Islanders, Flyers came out and had a really good first period. Had a lot of really quality opportunities on Sorokin, but he made great saves, and he is at the top of his game. He kind of kept his team right in the game, kept the Flyers off the board so until they, they weathered the storm, and then the Islanders kind of took the game over. That's what it kind of felt like for my eyes. Even though the Islanders only had 21 shots, Flyers had 27. Outside of that first half of the first period, I don't recall a number of really high-end saves that Sorokin had to make to preserve the shutout. But they get the shutout, and it's 4-0 final. Three games left. Columbus, after the uh, Boston Bruins game this afternoon on Tuesday, and then Chicago on the road coming up on Thursday. We'll wrap up the season and all the huge, huge decisions that have to be made this offseason. That will begin. One of the decisions appears to have already been made. Elliot Friedman on Hockey Night in Canada on the 32 Thoughts segment said that the Flyers would not be offering Jay O'Brien the 19th pick uh, a number of years ago in the draft in the first round. I'm not going to be offering him a contract. And I believe it's if a team signs him before the draft, they pick up the compensatory pick, which will basically be an extra pick added on to the second round. So the 33rd pick of the second round is where they would now gain a pick for Jay O'Brien. He's had a very erratic development path, started out at Providence College, didn't like the situation there, moved on, went to the BCHL, put up great numbers in the BCHL, but that's not the the highest end league out there uh, for players. And then obviously went on to, to BU and had some moments where he looked really good and was really erratic, Felt dealt with some injuries as well. So the Flyers will move on without Jay O'Brien. We'll see if a team signs him for the draft and they're able to pick up a second round pick. But let's get to the head coach. It's a brief media availability, but here's John Tortorella after the 4 nothing loss. Other teams, some credit for a well-executed night. Well, I'm not interested to talk about the other team. Sure. We, we just played in spurts. Spurts. Yeah, we just can't sustain. I thought I thought our first period was good. Um don't, we have an easy puck to get out. We're, we're down one nothing after the first period, which was our best period of the game. We just can't sustain. We're, we're, we're just playing in spurts right now. The second two goals in the second period, you guys have defensemen down low when those are coming out. But you've said those are the kind of mistakes that you can live with and yeah, just they, want to recover. They beat us with long, a, couple, you know, a number of long passes. I, I just thought we were flat sometimes. Uh, forward gets beat when our D is down in the offensive zone. So we had some breakdowns there. You talk about not being able to sustain. Do you feel like there was a stretch in the season where you guys were doing that well? Is that just a late season thing, or is that a characteristic? Of we, we have struggled of late sustaining. When we spoke to Carter, he says he wasn't sure why he was pulled after the second period. He didn't feel like he deserved to be. What, what was the reasoning behind deciding? I just to wanted that? to take him out. Does that change anything for you going into tomorrow no. in terms of that? No. In terms of that first period, you said it felt like it was the best period. Is there anything you can take away from that heading into tomorrow? Whether it was, we're just going to get ready to play our game tomorrow. That's all. There's, there's no takeaway. We'll just get ready to play our game. All right, there he is, Flyers head coach John Tortorella. Not really in the most talkative mood. There's one thing that'll drive a coach crazy. It's when your team plays in spurts. You come out, you have that good start, then you have that letdown. 
And the letdown causes the goal by not being able to get a puck out. You see in the second period, aggressive mistakes with deep pinching, but when you have forwards trying to defend the rush, not a defenseman, very difficult to deal with. And the Islanders are a team right now. Didn't make the playoffs last year. Fired Barry Trotz. Moved on. Two years prior to that, both seasons, they got to a conference final and ran into the Tampa Bay Lightning. Lane Lambert, kind of the same system and same message, just different messenger, has got that team fighting to get back into the playoffs. And I imagine that a lot of those players on the Islanders really feel like they got some unfinished business in the playoffs after going to those two straight conference finals, then missing last year. And with the goaltending they're getting from Ilya Sorokin, if they can get wild card one and draw Carolina, they might be a team that can give Carolina a really tough time. Now, Carolina defends great, too. Second in the NHL in goals allowed per games played. The Islanders fourth in the NHL in goals allowed per games played. So that'll be a low-scoring series, very likely. But I would look at the Islanders and say they have the edge in net with Sorokin over either Freddie Anderson or Antiranta. So we'll see how that plays out. Not really our concern, but it will be when the Flyer season's over, now less than a week away with just three games to go. Can you believe it? And uh, a lot of decisions to be made. So the Flyers go down 4 nothing against the New York Islanders. They'll be back today at 6 o'clock against the Boston Bruins. By the way, every team in the NHL was in action last night. And because the Islanders beat the Flyers and because the Florida Panthers beat the Washington Capitals, the Penguins, who won earlier that day, are back on the outside looking in. So we'll see how that plays out as well. Boston was in action last night at home. Their game didn't start until 8 p.m. And at our time of taping, there's a minute left in the game, and the Bruins are up 2-1. to one. If they win that game, 62-12-5 on the season. Just unbelievable. They just haven't had any kind of dips in their execution this entire year. Matter of fact, they didn't have their first multi-game losing streak until January 26th and January 28th. They lost three straight. They lost two straight one other time this season, and that's it. They had three straight losses and two straight losses March 12th and 14th. Other than that, it's just win after win after win. Maybe a loss sprinkled in here and there, but just an unbelievable year for the Boston Bruins. So Flyers Bruins tonight. We'll break it down with Bill Meltzer for tomorrow's Flyers Daily. And uh, Bill and I will recap the week that was, the week to come, and much more. So join us tomorrow on a brand new Flyers Daily. I wish I